Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com Thanks for joining us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. I'm Jeff Shackman. Keeping a small family business going in this day and age is no small task. Even if the business has been around a while, the pressures of change, of economic winds, of family health, or changing community needs are all ongoing battles. Those battles are tough enough. But when petty nimbyism, selfishness, and government process enter into the equation, the odds are even worse. And so it has been for my guests, Debbie and Kurt Gore, and their business, DJ's Growing Place. After 24 years, they're closing their business. Had they been able to move seamlessly from their longtime location on Big Ranch Road to their new location on Trancas, maybe they could have made it. But their business was killed by a longtime NIMBY provocateur named Mike Imfeld, a man with a reputation for causing legal trouble and who essentially was the trigger man for the assassination of the Gore's business. It is my pleasure to welcome Kurt and Debbie Gore here to NapaBroadcasting.com. Kurt, Debbie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. It's great to have you here. First of all, tell us a little bit about the early days of the business. How did you get this business started, and why a nursery? Well, um, why a nursery is because my husband um, has a degree in horticulture. Um, Why we started the business in 1991, uh, we had a tragedy in our family. We lost our 11-year-old son um, to a speeding driver in Napa. Um, His name was Dustin James. Um, And when you lose a child, you know, life changes. And we decided to start something in his memory, something positive. So that's where the the DJ's growing place comes from. Um, And Kurt had the background for the horticulture, and so it was our place for healing. And talk a little bit about what some of the challenges have been, Kurt, over the years in keeping this business going, keeping any small business going, certainly. Oh, (laughs) numerous. Uh, um, First of all, there's a lot of varieties of plants to grow, and uh, I felt the pressure every time a customer came in and requested a plant. I felt like I needed to carry that plant. And um, so we expanded from originally we were going to grow just perennials and annual flowers. And um, it expanded into uh, vegetable plants, which turned out to be very time-consuming um, and tedious. Probably one of the crops we never made any money on, but just because everybody wanted to have the vegetable plants there, we, we accommodated them. Um, I think that was probably one of the weak points of our nursery was trying to have too many varieties. And um, we would have plants that would be very unusual and wouldn't sell very well. So our our um, employees had to maintain those plants and you know as they got older in the pots you have to keep cleaning them up and cutting them back and um, so we had a lot of plants that were more collector items than than um, marketable plants and and, and then the, just the the other challenges are mother nature you know she's always got some kind of fungus that wants to get your plants <laughs> or uh, insects and, and things like that you you have to um, really be attentive to the plants and head off problems before they spread to a whole crop and stuff. So, but that, that is my background is, is horticulture and uh, I have a knack for it. I see, I tend to see um, plants that are in dis- distress pretty easily. And anyway, um, yeah, the growing, growing mother nature makes it a little tricky for you. And I think our biggest problem was um, weeds. We couldn't keep up with weeds. Every time we get to a crop, we'd, uh, be dropping seeds back into the into the pots and stuff, but um, it kept kept our payroll up. 
<laughs> we kept kept quite a few people employed pulling weeds for us. But, <laughs> yeah. And talk about the property on Big Ranch Road. How long had you been there, and a little bit about uh, how that property came to be your home for DJs? Well, actually, the nursery started on Olive Hill Lane, um, off of Hagen. Um, that's where it started in 1992. And um, I just happened... We decided we were going to do this. I decided to call a realtor, and I picked out just a small, a small realtor named Hammond Realty and to see if he could find us a little piece of property. And he said, you know what? I've got a backyard. Maybe you should come look at this. And we landed up leasing from him for 10 years. Um, he was wonderful. Um, he really took good care of us. And then he decided after 10 years he was going to use the property to build um, a garage and um, an extra unit on there. So we had to move. And we found the property um, on Big Ranch Road. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were there for 14 years. But unfortunately, on Big Ranch Road, it was a different relationship. And the, the rent kept increasing and increasing. So we were basically... Um, financially had to leave there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really became extremely lucky when we met Todd Morse and Ralph. Um, Todd lives on the Big Ranch Road where our growing spot is now, and the entrance is on the commercial side on Trancas. And they just they came to to battle for us, to help us get set up there. And But unfortunately... Um, other things were in our way. So we just right. have lots of challenges, I guess. Right. <laughs> Talk a little bit about in the current property and the, and the rent increases over the years and really the issue of, of trying to deal with and trying to explain to a landlord that it's a small business that faces challenges. Oh, well, we, we tried. Um, when we were at the second property on Big Ranch Road, um, unfortunately... Um, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but unfortunately, they didn't care. Um, I actually went to them and showed them in 2008 when everything tanked, people weren't planting. You know, they were trying to hold on to their homes. And, um, you know, I tried to show them my my books. Um, And, you know, everybody's different. Unfortunately, they just just wanted rent and they didn't... would not work with us. Mm-hmm. So that was a major, major challenge. It's, it, um, it hurt us financially. Um, and then on the, where we are now, um, just a whole different personality of somebody that saw a nursery that needed a home. Um, we became friendly to a friendship with these people. And we're making it very affordable for us. And we're going to work with us as our as our business increased, then our rent would increase, but was never, you know. Um, but again, that that couldn't happen because of because of all the issues of not being allowed to open up. Talk a little bit about the timing on this. Had you been able to move seamlessly, had there not been the challenge, had it not had to go before the planning commission and the city council and the whole process, the painful process that, that you were put through, had that not happened, how might the move have been different? Either one of you. I, it would have been, oh, I, I believe, a lot different for 
if a few things have happened, um, <clears throat> yes, if we had moved and were able to open, you know, by the end of March, that's, you know, where our season starts. We have a very short season. It's, you know, kind of the end of March, April, May, June. That's your bulk of your season. So if we were able to have opened at that time, um, that would have made, well, all the difference in the world. Also, we had the other issue, unfortunately, that the city decided we could not put a sign on the big ranch roadside of the property that would say, nursery, enter on Trancus. Mm -hmm. So nobody could find us. Right. Nobody could figure out where we were or how to get in. So we had a combination of a neighbor that just was, was relentless. And so we actually did not get our final appeal done. It was the very end of June. I think it was like June 27th. Or it was almost right. July. Um, at that point, your, 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 season, your season is over, you know. And, and, then, and to this day, we're not allowed to put a banner up to say where we are. And when people, the few people that have found us have come in and said, my goodness, it's taken me, you know, I've tried so many times to find you. So we had just a lot of things against us for whatever reason. And, um, and it cost us. Talk a, little, business. talk a little bit about not being able to put the sign up. What was the reasons that, that you were given for that? What was the city's reasoning behind that? Well, so you have to remember we have two properties involved. Um, the actual growing is on Big Ranch Road, almost up to Trancus, okay? But that property is zone residential 5,000, which means he can build... Um, 10 houses on there if he wants. He could also, what's interesting, he could also put a daycare center. He can put a church or any kind of recreational facility. That's legal. But having a nursery is not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't get that, but that's, that's okay. So we were told we can move there by the city. Then they turned around months and months later and said, oh, the zoning is not correct. You can grow your plants on the property, but you cannot sell them. Okay. Well, that doesn't really help us um, financially. So at the back of the big ranch property, it backed up to the commercial businesses where the custom house furniture is and the food mill. Right. And at the end of that property is, was a gentleman that lived on the property, and he said, no problem, we'll open up the fence, you can have commercial parking on my side, and we'll put the kiosk on my side. So that's what we did. Um, but the city says we cannot put any kind of signage on the big ranch road because that's making it commercial, and it's not allowed to be commercial. And we also could not put anything out we found a spot on Trancus by the bank, by uh, Rob, it's not Roba Bank, Roba Bank, or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. um, and they said, no, you can't put anything there because then that's being off-site. So our hands were tied. As far as, you know, we got a permit to put a business in a spot that you, can, you can't see from Trancus. Um, you can see it on Big Ranch Road, but nobody can figure out how to get in. 
Um, I also explained to the city that I felt that not putting up a banner or a sign could cause an accident, you know, because people are stopping and going, oh, I see a nursery. How do I get in there? And um, so that's the reasoning. Talk about appealing to the city and and how you went about that process and, and how you tried to talk to them about this. Well, I, you know, they came out to the property. I was told at one point that I can put what they call um, directional signs. Those are little two-by-two signs Mm -hmm. that you'll see them in country roads where it'll say, you know, um, apples for sale up the road. It'll be like, you know, four different little signs. So I went ahead and ordered those signs to put up that simply said on four different signs, nursery entrance on Trancus. Um, And the signs arrived, and I was told, oh, they made a mistake you should not have been told that. Um, there was there was nothing. You can't have. You cannot have a sign on a residential. However, I must say, I feel that if we had put a sign up, and we did not have a complaint from the neighbor, I think there would never have been an issue. I I think the city would have would have stood would have not caused any problem. As long as there was nobody complaining, I don't think the city would have ever said anything to us. I think they understood. They were trying to be, in the end, as compassionate as they could and try to be helpful. I think if the sign went up, it would have been fine. But the second that sign went up, the neighbor would have called and reported it, and it's a code violation, so um, they would have to deal with it. And given the neighbor that caused all the problems in the first place, uh, Imfeld, he probably would have called. He would have called within seconds. He used to take pictures of us uh, through the fence doing anything. I mean, no matter what we were doing, he was sending the city pictures and reporting things and things that weren't even happening. Oh, yes, he he would have reported within seconds. For those that didn't follow this, Debbie, what was his problem? What was the objection to a nursery there? He said it wasn't allowed, that it, it, it was an illegal, it was, not, um, it was not zoned for a nursery, and that it was going to invade his privacy, and it was going to bring noise. Um, so number one, if, if you saw where his house was, he couldn't see the nursery. It was, it's covered with trees and shrubs, and, and he's way at the front of the property on Big Ranch Road. Our nursery is even up there. It's in the back. Um, plants are really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, um, uh, you know, we don't have wild parties. Um, his comment, this is how silly he was. He said, even if there was only a couple people on the property walking around, that one lady might be in one corner and yell over to her her aunt, hey, Aunt Mary, look at this plant. And she would yell that out, and that was going to be disturbing. So I guess if that's the way he feels, then Todd, the, the man who lives on the property, is not allowed to have company over or anything. You know, you're not allowed to talk. or um, So it was just a real... Um, I didn't understand it. Um, the city council did not understand it. The planning department did not understand it. 
Um, and his next step, according to him, is he will take this to superior court. So, I mean, I in, in, in some ways, you have a case against him for the nuisance that he caused and for the damage that he caused to your business, arguably. I, yeah, I, I, and I realize that. I realize that um, he took away our livelihood. For, and, and we did nothing wrong. We followed the city, gave us the permit. We have our commercial side of it. All the parking is on the commercial side, the kiosk. I mean, we've done everything according to, to the city. And, um, and I realize that. But first of all, it's not in Kurt's nature or my nature to, um, to go after somebody. And I'm finding out we're selling our home because we're out of money. So, um, um, but it was suggested, um, not suggested to us, but on the article when it appeared on Facebook from the Napa Register, mm-hmm. um, somebody said they should get a GoFundMe account together so we can we can sue the Infels. But right. that's just that's just not who we are. But yeah, I. Um, as I said, another test in our lives. <laughs> well, well, Kurt, talk about what happens to all the plants now. You're having a sale going on. I want to give people an opportunity to, to hear about that. Well, it's you know, uh, Jeff, it's been really exciting. Um, the Register did a story about us going out of business, and uh, the next day our parking lot was pretty pretty full. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had like a, it was like a spring day for us. Um, what we were used to at the other nursery, we were... Um, Debbie was manning the cash register, and I was just counting off the number of plants on the carts for her, and we had the cash register uh, just singing. <laughs> so um, even bad publicity or bad news turned out to be uh, good news for helping us get rid of uh, all these plants we've been maintaining all summer. It, it, we didn't get to bring our shade structures over, so they're out in the full heat, and um, in that with that situation, we don't have the buffer against stresses. Um, mm-hmm. So um, we have to be... We have to go through each area of plants twice a day just to make sure that we didn't miss one in the morning that might be struggling. Because every time a plant is wilting, you're getting yellow leaves, and it's kind of lost its vigor a little bit for a while. It sets them back. So um, <clears throat> what's really exciting is thinking that we're going to actually find homes for all of these plants that we've been growing and maintaining all summer long. And um, it's really, really good to uh, see them go to people that can use them instead of <clears throat> turning into a compost pile somewhere. And how long is this going to be going on? How long is are you going to be open over there? Um, it's, I have a lot of plants left, Jeff. Really, really a lot. And so, um, uh, I would think if, if I don't expect the the uh, the response to the publicity to be that great for too long, but um, at the rate we've been going, I could be out of plants in in uh, a month. But um, I expect it to slow down. People will forget about the ad and stuff. And uh, we're, my real goal, realistic goal would be by Thanksgiving to be out of plants. We're gonna um, we started with 25% off, and we're gonna eventually um, keep increasing the percent off until everything's gone. So, um, not encouraging anybody to wait for the, <laughs> <laughs> the higher percentages, but we anticipate eventually until um, everything's gone. Mm-hmm. And Debbie, tell people how to find it. Let's be really clear how people can get there. Okay. So you are on Trancus at the corner of Trancus and Big Ranch Road, which is where the Robo Bank is. 
Um, and most people know the food mill and custom house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just enter that parking lot for the food mill. But you go all the way to the back of the parking lot. You will not see it. That's what's, what's hard. When you pull in to the parking lot, you're going to go, there's no nursery here. You just pull all the way back, and then you'll see, um, you'll see the kiosk, and, you know, and there's parking back there, and then the entrance to the nursery is right there. We hope we can uh, drive some people over there, and uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us to talk a little bit about this story and, and what's transpired. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Kurt, Thanks Debbie, all the best. Thank you. Concerned about us. Thank you. Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com.